2: Welcome to the Fighting on Film podcast, the podcast all about classic and obscure war movies from the Normandy landings to the days of chivalry and swords. If it's been captured on film, we're going to try and cover it. I'm Robbie of RM Military History. I'm Matthew Moss of Historical Firearms and the armorer's Bench. Hello, welcome back to Fighting on Film. Now, this week, if you listened to last week's episode, we said that we had a bit of a Foff exclusive. Now, we were kindly sent a screener of Wolves of War by Signature Entertainment. Thank you very much. And it's a new war movie. It's out now on Video On Demand, and it will be out on DVD, I think, on the 19th. But as we say, it is a new British war movie. It's sort of in the vein of like those B-movies of the 50s and 60s. It feels like a bit of a commando book on film, I think. That's That's what I think I take away from it. So before we begin this episode, uh, this is a spoiler review of Wolves of War before we go into production. So if you do want to watch it, just remember, spoilers. But Matt, do you want to start us off on the Wolves of War production? Sure. So it was directed by Giles Alderson,
0: uh, who has done a number of uh, British indie films. Uh, it was written by uh, three chaps, uh, Toby Keaterton, who uh, has directed himself The, uh, the Dust Child. Um, which was a short uh, set in Vietnam uh, during the Vietnam yeah, War. Very good. I watched that um, this
2: week. It's great. Yeah, it, yeah. I yeah,
0: think I, I, I watched a couple of them as well, and they're quite interesting, aren't they? Yeah.
2: yeah, they are. We're in. We're talking to Toby at the moment, trying to get him on, because um, he's quite an interesting career there. The for a young filmmaker is like quite a career already. So, look out for that one when it happens. Yeah,
0: because he's also done uh, the little picture, which is an interesting one, where German and British deserters meet yeah and in a house in a farmhouse and there's there's an interesting psychological aspect to that mm. and then most recently he's done a a really interesting film called hidden wounds about ptsd which came out this year um short he was um credited on this for the story alongside uh samuel ellis and the screenplay was uh was put together by ben mole who has done a whole glut of um of really interesting movies he did uh, the behind the lines uh escape to dunkirk movie which is mm-hmm. the one where the the chap is made to box by the germans um yeah yeah uh, he, he did an interesting movie uh in 2020 about uh a middle eastern town which rebels against um portuguese invaders in this in the 1500s which looks actually really interesting yeah um and he's done lots of documentary stuff and he did um another uh he directed actually a uh a film that's a little bit similar to this called we go at dawn or we go in at dawn uh, a couple of years ago. It's a team going in to, to rescue a um, SOE sort of head. Cinematography uh, was by Stuart Nicholas White, and there's some really good stuff in there, some mm. nice ideas. Uh, he's done lots of shorts and indie cinema as well. And it was produced by uh, Picture Perfect, who also yeah. produced, I think, a, a couple of Ben Moles films as well. That rounds it out for production. There's not a lot,
2: um, a lot more to say. To be fair, once you've come off the rebels of PT two one eight and an asylum film Mm. a couple of weeks ago, I know we're gonna. Thing is, I think on the show that's become the benchmark for bad movies. I was thinking about this.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was thinking about this. So it's unfair to compare this film to that, but it is. Yeah, they're in they're in a similar position as it's independent cinema made on a tight budget. Telling a, a World War II story, so inevitably we're going to compare them. Um, yeah, it is um, unfair
2: to compare them though, because this is absolutely. A, but I, I'll will say now film. That, that this film
0: is much better than PT Two One Eight.
2: As I say, this is a this is a well-made film. You know, it hmm. it's not one hundred percent perfect. I'm not going to say it's like you know, it's not up there with Where Eagles there, but it has its place. Oh yeah, no, this is perfectly competent. So do you want to join us through cast? Sure, we we'll go cast and we'll talk about the plot a little bit. So the, the main cast of this one, it's Ed Westwick, who plays Jack Wallace, one of the uh, commandos. And he's best known for his role as Chuck in Gossip Girl. Uh, he also appeared in the BBC sitcom White Gold about people selling um, I think It's like they're selling double glazings. Quite funny, actually. I thought it was quite good. Um, he also appeared in the 2007 film Son of Rambo. And more recently, he was in another independent war film called Enemy Lines, which... I think you played a Pole in it, or a, or an American operative who could speak Polish. I, I don't remember that. I haven't seen that. I one, watched it. It's yet. all right. It's part. It's um, representation of partisans. I remember it being quite good. Um, oh, anyway, okay, cool. yeah. And then we have Matt Willis, um, Captain Norwood. He's the leader of the Commandos, and he's the former bassist or current bassist. I think they're still forming. They're still performing as busted but he was in Busted. Do you remember? From back I, in the I day? do
0: remember um yeah i vaguely remember that um
2: not one of my favorite bands crash the wedding year 3000 oh yeah it's like the yeah, mainstays yeah. of school discos isn't it yeah yeah definitely if you're of a certain age listeners you'll you'll remember busted because they were everywhere for a bit weren't they they were like mcfly yeah they were i've seen yeah. mcfly live have you were they good they were
0: all right i i took an ex-girlfriend that was a oh. massive massive fan five colors in her hair is a bit of a tune i've got a man i would know it if it was played i don't remember it i don't know i i'm I wasn't a fan i just i just went along for the ride <laughs> matt's trying to keep his street cred here <laughs> yeah I'm, yeah yeah once you've once you've admitted you've been to a mcfly gig it's it's kind of a slippery slope but um moving on
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah so he he was um he was in busted and he also appeared in eastenders for a little bit i think in 2017 and he was oh, also in God. the 2014 independent war film Allies. And then we have uh, Sam Gittings as Deegan. He's the Irish sniper that mm. uh, accompanies the, uh, the the Commandos. And he was also in Extenders. He was in Behind Enemy Lines, the Escape to Dunkirk film that you mentioned. Ah, uh, um, yes. Yeah. yeah, and he'll be appearing in the upcoming Masters of the Air miniseries when that comes out. Then we have Jackson Buse. He plays Professor Bob Connor. He's the American scientist that's attached to the commandos uh um, yes yeah and he's uh, probably best known for being in the san junipero episode of black mirror and the catch 22 uh tv series in 2019 oh was he oh, okay mm, i like that series mm. it got a bit of a short shrift when it came out but I quite yeah, it kind it. of just got passed over didn't it weirdly yeah, yeah. i thought it was good and um, good production values anyway then we have Rupert Graves as Professor Hopper. He's been in loads of British TV uh, series, probably better known for being Lestrade in Sherlock recently. Um, yeah. He was in the War of the Worlds BBC series. I remember it him, was. he was in one episode of Ashes to Ashes that I remember. That BBC also, adaptation of War of the Worlds was a bit of a letdown, I've got to it say. It was a bit. It went up, it, it it focused too much on Mars and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, no, no, do. it was, it, yeah, it was, Yeah, that it wasn't good. The trailers no. made that look fantastic. Mm. And then, the series is a bit bit bland. Um, it's a shame. But he was also in the 1987 uh, miniseries, Fortune of War, alongside Kenneth Branagh and uh, Emma Thompson. Ah. Yeah. And he also, uh, he will be appearing in an upcoming biopic of Mary Seacole, which I thought... Oh, be, that sounds interesting. Might be quite good. I couldn't find anything much about it online, but it, it looks good. Um, it has uh, oh Sam Worthington in it. I hadn't heard that name for a while. Oh, I like, okay. Yeah, I remember yeah. when he was going to be huge, and it didn't yeah. happen. Then we have Anastasia Martin as Hannah. Um, uh, she's Professor Hopper's daughter in it. She was in uh, In from the Cold, a Netflix spy series that's come out earlier this year. Um, that's that's her biggest credit at the moment. I haven't caught that. No, I haven't. She was either. Quite quite good in it actually. I
0: thought she was okay. It okay. Uh,
2: then we have Ava Magyar as Elsa. Uh, she's the SOE informant that they go and uh, sort of seek refuge with. Uh, she's a Hungarian actress. Uh, she's appeared in the 2018 horror war hybrid Overlord and X Men First Class. I don't mind Overlord. What do you think of it? It was all right. Yeah. I thought it was okay. Like it, it's quite a good war m- movie in its own right. And then it goes into horror. Mm. And then it, I think it when it goes into horror, it loses something a little bit. It goes a bit generic once it comes out. Yeah, it's I know what you mean. Yeah, it's got kind of a very generic m- ending. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, going off topic now, but it sort of, it starts really promising and then it
0: towers it sort of away.
2: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, and then to round out the cast, we have Max Themak and he plays Von Sachs, the big bad, the, uh, you know, the main antagonist the of the picture. Yeah, mm. the big bad Nazi. Yeah. Um, well, not, he's not really a Nazi. It, we, he is, but he's not, if you know what I mean. It, it will come apparent later.
0: He's a, he's a, a yeah. i will explain Nazi,
2: that in a minute when we talk yeah. about plot. <laughs> yeah we will he's still a nazi do not get that wrong the <laughs> character not the actor let's clear that up as well um, <laughs> yeah. so yeah max then likes a german actor and he will also be in masters of the air coming up oh okay cool and he's cool. been in lots of german tv series as well so there's your cast and i thought to be fair the cast is quite strong yep yeah, absolutely considering you sometimes um get these straight to vod these straight to dvd films and sometimes it's you know as as with i'm going to go back to it again as with rebels of PT 218 the cast aren't much copying that they're too old they look like they're not they're not really caring they're there for a paycheck but these guys you know i mean they might be in their mid-30s but they pass for commandos quite well i think there's a high level of effort that's gone in from the cast Mm. and and that that definitely helps the film it doesn't just feel like they're there for a paycheck It feels like they're putting their all into it. But the plot, so I've got it down as. A small commando team are sent behind enemy lines in 1945, just before the end of the war, to extract an American scientist who is being held hostage by German forces.
0: So they basically go in to rescue Rupert Graves, who's an American scientist, who for some reason has been in Nazi Germany for the entire war. Uh, He just didn't come home before the war began, apparently. Um, He's an expert in nuclear um, fission or fusion fishing i think um explosions and he's a nuclear physicist etc developing a nuclear bomb classic war movie trope thing where they have to save a scientist um or the the little twist on it that i liked was that they have to prevent his falling into the hands of the the russians yeah uh, because the film's set in 1945 at the very end of the war in europe um so there's a nice little element where they've put a little twist on it and had like a german team of the
2: essence yeah it's nice yeah
0: a german team's going to try and snatch him uh when they find the german team dead because there are some you mean the soviet um, team sorry the soviet team yeah you know, the russian team um because the, the um they've been killed by german partisans yep. who are the
2: the werewolves the werewolves yeah that was really cool because they they bring that in quite early so they're like the yeah. big main protagonists. they the get, symbol, don't they? And they're like, what does this symbol what's mean? What does this symbol mean? Yeah, and you wouldn't necessarily know if you were just a random commando team. Um, And then that becomes a bit of a plot point. I'm thinking, okay, how are the werewolves, how are they going to create an atomic bomb? But, you know, in, in the sort of commando book-esque of it all, it doesn't feel right. Why are they
0: holding him? Do they know that he's important? Maybe I they're mean... going
2: to, I thought they might have leveraged him or something. Um, yeah, perhaps so. Perhaps perhaps so. Maybe pull yeah. their way out of Germany or something with him, or or you know, I don't know. Got a lot of Reich marks for him. I don't know. The plot is just—it's enough, isn't it? It's not. It is. Yeah, yeah. You're right there. um At the end, it gets a little bit muddled, but I'll talk about that later yeah. on. I'll, I'll I'll get to that at the end as well. So well, I think in it's general,
0: just... it's a fairly straightforward plot, isn't it? It, it is. It, yeah, it's it very
2: works. A to B to C. You know, there's a definite beginning, middle, end. There's as we we're saying, the end might tail off a bit. We'll talk about that. As I said at the start, it's not the worst, it's not the best, but it's somewhere in the mm. middle, and that's a good thing. Um, anyway, I think we should maybe talk about some of the kit because don't we love a bit of alley tally?
1: It's time for alley tally on fighting on film.
2: so Matt anything you'd like to pick out
0: uh well i I quite like that the whole team are armed with um stem mark II um s's so they're all they're all carrying suppressed stems that's kind of cool um they're all airsoft guns used as props and that's fine
2: yeah ba-tool, ba-tool, you get that good light like, yeah <laughs> movie the, yeah, this, sound. yeah
0: the movie silence sound effects yeah um and the lads are giving it a little bit of uh Fake recoil, but not quite on the same level as the deck gunners of PT-18.
2: No, this is much better um, fake recoil. And I think that's really yeah. unfair to make actors do, like, all the time. And I, Yes, it is. Massively unfair. And I understand, like, it's hard to get... You, know, you might have to get a gas blowback version of the gun you're using. You know, or is it a safety thing? I sometimes think oh, it might be easier just to have these airsoft guns on set. So you don't have to bring in a firearms officer you don't have to do any additional firearms training. You can just, yeah. you know, try and get the guys to do a shaky gun as best they can. But I always think it's a bit unfair on the actors because some people are better at it than others. And it's just a bit unfair. Well, I mean, um,
0: three commandos that survived the, the drop are all fairly good at faking that recall, so it so. looks okay. Yeah. Um, one thing that did kind of bug me is whenever they were, they were going to go and do something that's sneaky, they'd put down their suppressed Stens and take out 1911s. Oh, yeah, um, so like the, the most the, the loudest possible choice you could make out of what they're carrying um it looks more covert the, though doesn't it
2: that's it does it's called. it's easy
0: for sneaking good for sneaking but yeah. just get a get a get a well rod <laughs> that's what but Mock that's then well uh, suppressed well rod.
2: Sten, that's what it's for you know yeah and in exactly. the world of suppressed weapons in the 40s like the suppressed sten is up there as being one of the quietest yeah and it's between that and the suppressed best, grease gun yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, the Delisle and the and the well Rod, all yeah, of course. I mean, it would have been nice to see a Delisle.
2: It would have been nice.
0: I'm not surprised it wasn't in there, but um, they're all in own clothes. It's Day at commando uh, <laughs> command, and um, it's so they're not in. Day. They're not. They're not dressed in BD or um, no. They're not in full battle dress. No. They should have been introduced as SOE more so. I think yeah, than using the com- the commando term because then it's they're behind enemy lines. They're wearing um clothes to blend in with with the locals that's all fine um, oh, it was meant
2: to be like a deniable op that's why they weren't yeah, wearing exactly the kit. i think so um
0: yeah. and there's a couple of lines that, that fluff that a little bit and and it doesn't quite work um and the the, the sniper the irish sniper that's along has a k98k which is it scoped does. deniable k98k um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what i
2: thought it was which is
0: which is fine if they've been in if they've been in uniform then you should have had a number four t but they mm. aren't in uniform so yeah. having having him carry a K98K, perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Looks pretty good. The one thing I did did not like was how at one point it was making silenced sounds. Yeah,
2: it did it did once or twice. Yeah, it yeah. was like silenced it, when it needed to be, and then mm. at the end battle, it was just not silenced at all. Where well, there was <laughs> and it wasn't, it didn't have a silence on. I'm glad on it, you noticed so. that as well because I wasn't going to bring yeah. it up if not. I thought I dreamt it. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely, definitely.
0: But yeah, some decent kit for a, for a budget film. I yeah. thought it was quite good. Like the Germans, that, there's
2: an uh, SDG 44 in there as well, isn't there? Quite a few of them. Yeah, it was nice. Mm, MP40s and such. Finally, we get a film that actually shows late war German weapons in the year they should be used in. It's not like randomly put, turning up in like 1942 or something like that. Yeah. It's quite yeah. nice. Germans have decent uniforms. I couldn't read, I'm not a big German uniform expert, but it didn't seem to be no, bad. They're, they're, they're kind of what you would expect. Yeah, like the ground German and, and um, yeah. partisans to possibly be wearing, mm. I suppose. And there's lads in like civilian heart mishmash, civilian Wehrmacht stuff with the yeah Wolverine, yeah. not Wolverine, <laughs> the werewolf um, armband on. <laughs> Different film. Different film. Um, yeah. Um, and then they've got some nice um German motorbikes and sidecars. I think there's an Opal Blitz in there at one point. I think that was supplied by Bruce Compton's collection, the guy that does um combat dealers. Because his I think it's his wife or his daughter's list is in the credits. Right. Um underneath right. Uh, I can't remember the exact thing, like you know, vehicle supplier or something. Um yeah. so I think that's probably what it's from. And they have a Dakota for the parachute drop. That was quite nice. They do. Yeah, that was nice. Oh, yeah. And
0: then it's later a bomber. Um... It
2: gets fills in for a bomber, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't expecting to get like a Whitley or something, you know, or a, <laughs> or a, or a, a Lank or something. But there is a Lank at the end, though. You know, when it, it fades out at the end and it's assumed, oh, yeah, implied yeah. they get picked up by a plane, that's an outline of a Lank. Yeah, how how the Lank manages to do that, I don't know, but yes. The best goddamn RAF crew in the entire Air Force, Matt. That's what they are. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I get what they were going for. And yeah, again...
0: Decent, some decent little accoutrements. And I thought the mise-en-scene throughout the film was pretty good. So, you know, good. there was yeah. some nice attention to detail in the set dressing mm-hmm. and the way it was shot and framed. I thought that was all pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: there was no massive um, immersion breaks either
0: no that's what i was thinking and unlike um we're gonna do it again pt
2: 218 drink every time to- drink every time you hear us mention that film this yeah from now on where um, eric Robert roberts draws a, <laughs>
0: draws a taurus pt 24 7 or whatever it was we
2: didn't have <laughs> that. that German with his ar-15 oh, we had some good webley um or enfield revolver yeah, yeah, and it gets name checked actually. I think it does. The, the The Irish chap says to him, Oh, you got a
0: new one or something like that. And you Enfield or something. Yeah,
2: yeah. I was like, Oh, Matt, Matt will like that line.
0: You, you don't see Enfields and Webley's in films very often. Um, pretty, uh, a nice surprise. Some decent um webbing in places, and some, um, I think you said there were some 37 patterns. Yeah, Westwick's
2: got like a, a 37 pistol rig mm. rig on. And uh, there's a I think there's a US uh shoulder holster that Willis is wearing, but it's all Allied kit. It's all like it all works for what they're doing. I was like, you know what? That they're, they're covert. They're behind enemy lines. It, I I just see it as I say. It's like a filmed commando book. Anything goes. It's fine. You know, they looked Allied enough. They looked um, the part. They looked the part. That's look, the word. Yeah, they weren't wearing modern low bearing vests. They didn't have like 58. So, thank God or... Yeah alice plate plate chest rigs or whatever mm-hmm. um but then the one thing i really did like and um, we're talking about the in the kit but i like the inclusion of the werewolves the wolf angels guys because it's grounded in history so towards the end of the war the german hierarchy created this werewolf movement which was like a you know when the allies eventually do come through you start a guerrilla war behind the lines and there's a bit of a gray area whether they were actually you know, combat effective or anything, or whether they actually inflicted any Whether casualties they did anything. There were supposed yeah. to be
0: like a, um, a stay behind sort of unit that was going to activate yeah. and do that kind of thing. And mm. yeah, it's not a subject I know a great deal about, but I thought it was interesting that it was incorporated
2: as a Yeah, it was device. good. And they've got their proper like Wolf's Angle, like uh, divisional marking thing on their on their um, armbands. So it's nice. Mm. It's nice they've used something that's genuinely based in it because um, yeah. it adds, it adds something to the movie. You know, you can see you know, werewolves harassing it sort of maybe it's something that could be used more. I know I've definitely read a commando book where a team of lads are in Berlin or something, and they are rounding up guys. That's quite good actually. Anyway, we should move on to favorite scenes. Talk about some things we liked. Hello, I'm Matt Bone host of the new aviation podcast, The Damcasters. In this podcast, we'll be journeying through the history of
0: flight, from when Pontius was a pilot to today and beyond. We're even going to be delving into the fine art of crafting wooden propellers and the uncertain future of aviation itself. The Damcasters is available now to listen to wherever you get your podcasts, or you can check us out at damcasterspod.com. My favorite scene was the bit where there's a Mexican standoff over a box full of people yeah, <laughs> um so that they, they infiltrate the the werewolves' uh base, and the idea is well we're going to take in these big boxes full of of Reisling wine um. I'll get the garrison pissed. Oh, is it wine? I out. thought it was. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole bit the, where the.
2: I thought it was rice chocolate bars. You know, like the, <laughs> the caramel chocolate, but you get it from
0: Germany. what no, was, was that? My God, how much chocolate oh. were they taking in? That? That's like three crates, giant crates. But I, I mean, that's, that's a lot of wine, actually. To be fair, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. There's
2: chocolate. come right through, Mister Allied Commando. <laughs> So
0: they get in, they they find Graves. They're a bit angry that his daughter's with them um, because their plan to get that. them out was put them in a crate and carry them out, um, which is fine. Classic. So Rupert Graves is there doing his cracking American accent. It's Absolute really pro. comes out
2: of nowhere, but it's really because I had forgotten that he, his character was American by the time they got to him. Yeah, yeah. So then when Grace like, oh hi, hi guys, thanks for capturing me. You're <laughs> like Rupert. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> it wasn't yeah,
0: that bad. So Graves', like... Graves' accent's better than that, but um... <laughs> <laughs> that was Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they argue that his daughter has to come with them because you know you can't leave it behind yeah i'm um, if
2: they did yeah
0: they grab all his papers for some reason he's been doing some calculations on a tiny blackboard yeah, they on don't the wall. Wipe that off. if i was being held prisoner i probably would hold off on doing work i'd be just too, <laughs> too worried about things but anyway rupert graves has been cracking on fair play to him um and they they have an argument um get him in the box they're getting the box carry them out and then the, of course the germans stop them and it's the head german um and uh they they have a little discussion and uh he, he asks like why are you why are you struggling to hold this box so much um to, to matt willis because matt willis is sweating <laughs> yeah, um, it's
2: carrying like two people it's like you can yeah <laughs> you see the strain it's good i like it
0: yeah um so they put the box down the germans uh like uh what what's going on this this is uh this is not this is not normal Um, Mm -hmm. And then there's a whole part with uh, which I quite like, actually. I'll talk about this now because there's uh, the female character that uh, Rob mentioned at the beginning uh, is a Hungarian Elsa Elsa, um, whose husband was an SOE um, contact, but he died and she's been carrying on for him, apparently. Um, Portrayed as a capable woman, has the idea of wine crates, probably.
2: Um,
0: And earlier in the film the guys encounter a a patrol of the werewolves um and they they kill them all and one of the werewolves it turns out is Elsa's son who has been brainwashed by German propaganda since being a little boy and he's joined the werewolves to keep the fight going um and she has some some nice dialogue there where she she talks about trauma and it's all they know and that kind of thing um and uh it's quite the, nuanced actually i was it it is like, oh, actually good. surprisingly yeah. good isn't it yeah mm. um fast forward back to the this mexican standoff where they're all stood around this crate full of rupert graves and his daughter um the the german officer realizes who she who she is and says um did you know that the german that sorry did you know that the allied commandos killed your son and she's shocked and um he thinks that's that's the point where she's going to dob them in mm. um it's heavily implied so, isn't so it speak. they yeah
2: they keep you on tenterhooks for that one yeah and then it, it
0: it's even that seems a little bit nuanced because she turns to matt willis and says get ready and then turn turns around and and fires the gun that the germans handed at, handed yeah. handed her uh, at him and it's empty PPK. classic trope yeah yeah PPK.
2: see i like the um, tropes in this they're almost played off looking at the audience like "Uh you know this one yeah they're almost knowing at points aren't they yeah um and um
0: at that point all hell breaks loose and there's a there's a full-on mexican standoff and a little bit of a gunfight and rupert graves has to get out of the box and they run for a truck and then there's a very long like um pre contract drill that goes on where they're running around like hiding behind tables <laughs> a, you get the, the classic the thinnest wooden bulletproof table yeah, as you've you ever the, seen
2: matt willis has his classic get behind that table and he kicks it over like in call of duty or <laughs> banner brothers or call of duty whenever they kick a table over and then use it as cover and it's like a titanium table or something <laughs> it's fantastic i liked it yeah that's a, for me level three rated table um, <laughs> that's one of the uh, strongest parts of the film that feels like i mean we'll talk about it later but that bit feels like it should be the end
1: that, that should yeah. be the middle
2: yeah. section because mm. it's a really strong sequence it's well yeah. shot too there's some good there's some, uh,
0: good shots in there mm. and it it
2: flows well it's dynamic and it, it works quite well I think someone refers it, to the MG34 in the emplacement as knackered once it gets like hit with a couple of yeah, rounds yeah. that's such a British soldier thing to say, machine guns knackered <laughs> it sounds like something out of course it doesn't they get shooting. shot,
0: do they not <laughs> shoot it or something I think they do accidentally yeah. shoot
2: it it's knackered,
0: it's great Almost as good as uh, the the MG34 usage in um, the steel bayonet, where they yeah. they knock out that MG34 and then um, then and the the left hand takes the takes the the magazine um, the the carry it off and yeah. throws it in a in a it's in nice. A...
2: I forgot to mention that last
0: week, says a
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, you're up on your episodes, people. That'll mean nothing to you. <laughs> last week, we did. 1957's The Steel Bayonet. And yeah. I forgot to mention that, bit, you which I actually entire- like. You can listen to the entirety <laughs> of the back catalogue of Fighting of film. It's on Film on Fighting on Film.com. You might have a foff bitch. <laughs> 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 jokes um, anyway, back there. to the
0: film we're talking about. Um, but that like, that whole scene then leads into a, a, a what I think is a really nice little tribute to um, Dirty Dozen 2, where they it are really on that Opal Blitz. <laughs> being chased yeah. by a uh, motor, motorcycle and sidecar with an MG42 or 34 yeah. on it. Um, and uh, they're all taking pot shots at it with with their um, airsoft guns. Um, their, I mean, their guns. you um, man.
2: It's not fair. I <laughs> know,
0: uh, sorry. Eventually, Rupert Graves takes over, manages to, to shoot the um, motorcyclist. Mm-hmm. But sadly, sadly, Rupert takes
2: around. That little mid-section is really quite strong and I enjoyed that bit. What about you? What was your favorite part? Um, I really like Matt. We'll listen this. He plays this no-nonsense captain really well. He gets the gruffness, like the grizzledness mm. of it. He's Get always, that man a pack of the straps. Yeah, he's giving it the really gruff voice. He he's always pulling up Westwick for being a bit of a bit of a dreamer, you know, a bit of a family man. He's always like, You listen to my orders. It's proper like gruff, <laughs> um, but you get some uh, really sort of good action bits. So there's a at the start of the movie they drop in, and they've uh, they get contact pretty much immediately, and the, there's a really good choreographed fight between Willis and this big bulky uh, werewolf uh, guy, mm. and then um, they have a bit of a hand to hand, and there's a knife through the hand. That you get, I'm sure John Wick's made that fashionable to like people to stop nice <laughs> yeah. with their hands. I wasn't
0: expecting that. I, no, I, I wasn't. It was
2: I good. do a bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of like gritted teeth in that moment. It's quite funny. Um, and then uh, a wounded soldier after after this fight, a wounded soldier goes for a pistol um, to shoot uh, Willis' character. And he puts his like boot on the guy's hand. And the, Classic The the, dead, the dying Germans being like Oh there are hundreds, thousands of us You'll never win All that sort of stuff And Ed Westwick's like Oh just leave him to die Like he's already wounded Like don't worry Leave him be And then, and then the guy's like Germany victorious or whatever Giving it the whole spiel And uh, Willis says to him I'm sorry I don't understand You shot our interpreter And then he just shoots him in the face <laughs> It's such a cold line. It's light. It's like out of John Wick, as it is. It's really like actiony, proper eighties, nineties action film esque, but in a really self indulgent way. And I really like that sequence. It's just, it's just cool, you know. Like, it's not what I was expecting. Yeah, and that was that was a good line. It was, it was a good line. good line. It really was. Oh, and I like the Sherlock reference that Willis gets to say as well. When they're, oh um, yeah, because we weren't sure this. whether it was a SOE reference or a Sherlock reference, but when they're, yeah. um, when they've escaped um, from the the big bads um, in the middle, uh, they when they found um, Rupert's character uh, Willis goes, we should uh, we need to uh, let's radio Baker Street uh, and uh, tell them we found <laughs> the professor. Yeah, and I was like, ha ha, the Sherlock reference, and, you know. But then you thought it might have been a reference to the SOE being yeah, did, in yeah. Baker Street. Yeah, works either way. Both so work, and fan. maybe yeah. that's what they were thinking. I thought that's really clever. If so. Hmm, it's good. No, but I I like the Willis's character. And then he gets this big heroic death at the end, and it's a bit tropey. It's a bit like you know taking shots, trying to crawl to a a bag for the yeah the green smoke. But it, you know, given it is all, I quite enjoyed it. He he really reminds me of a turn of the millennium. Sean Pertwee, you know, in Sean Pertwee oh, you're trying yeah, to yeah, be yeah. an action star for a bit, <laughs> like it's sort of Sean Pertwee in Dog Soldiers a bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah if they yeah. if they rebooted it that <laughs> well, that was a that, part it. Yeah. Well, let
2: have a crack at that that'd be great but yeah that was my favorite part so uh final thoughts
0: hello i'm al murray and you're listening to fighting on film the world's number one war film podcast it's a strong little film for what it is yeah. um it's not it's true people in in a not too ostentatious you way you can enjoy it you can enjoy it the yeah trams. there's there's yeah. little nods um it's not over it, I suppose you could say it's not cliched, it's tropey. Mm. In that it it has some of those bits where you it sh, it pretends the character's been killed and then there's a reveal that he's not and he's alive at the end of the film. Yeah. Um you've got the crawl into the um the the Bergen with the gas the, the, the gas yeah, grenade the sorry smoke, smoke grenade, grenade in it? there. Yeah. Um there's a bit where the sniper shoots a panzer shrek um <laughs> through
2: the barrel around.
0: Yeah. Uh, before he fires and that blows up the uh so the, guy when that the happened, I, was,
2: I was sitting at my computer desk with a cup of tea and biscuits be like yay they did it they <laughs> did that it's like come on um, it was really got good got the bit
0: where the, the Nazi gets killed by falling bombs and that he was good watches the bombs fall and then screams nine he's
2: like nine was, <laughs> yeah because like, so yeah. his
0: men his men won't let him into the book yeah easy.
2: Uh-huh. So that's how you real shit
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Um well I I think they they reached for some really interesting little nuances as I mentioned earlier the ambiguity of the mother still helping the allies although they've killed her um, brainwashed son mm-hmm. um it gets a little bit muddled towards the end because they after they rescue graves and he dies uh, in the the escape mm. um his daughter reveals that she actually knows about his the same amount as he did about yeah. crafting a nuclear bomb etc she has been reading his notes um, it's implied isn't yeah and helping yeah. him with his research and stuff and she says well they've, the, the germans have made a prototype and matt willis is like oh, what <laughs> and he kind of like accepts that this is true um which yeah. seems highly improbable um and they, they the war. Of, i mean yeah
2: mm. yeah
0: um they have to infiltrate the base that Rupert was previously working at. Um it gets a bit muddled empty. doesn't it? It does. It's empty. Um is it the same base that they went to before and the Russians were found there?
2: Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it, it must is, be
0: isn't it? It? Yeah, it has to be. Um but they go back again and uh it turns out that they actually went there to pick up her kids.
2: Yeah, um, and that comes out of nowhere. <laughs> You're like going yeah, oh,
0: Like, why why didn't they find the kids when they were looking for them
2: initially? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. It's, See that because that is all just to tie greater. into Ed Westwick's characterization of him missing his daughter. And really. yeah,
0: actually, you know, what I I quite like every time he kills someone, he looks down and it's his daughter.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah, that was I, that which...
2: was like um, it reminded me yeah. of those it, those um, road safety adverts where the guy looks down <laughs> at the kid that he's run yeah. over. It reminded me of that. I was like, I don't know yeah, why it just you did. Mean. You know, I know the one you mean.
0: Um, but they didn't overdo that. It wasn't like every no, German killed. It wasn't like it every was, a, ten it was minutes, just a couple yeah. smattered
2: in. Yeah, and I, and I, I thought oh, that's that's quite See, uh, that an interesting story. That bit's okay. And then he goes into this whole speech of like, my daughter won't recognise who I've become, and that gets a little bit cliche. And do you not get
0: leave, Ed? Do you not have you not been home on leave <laughs> yeah, at exactly. all?
2: He's been the whole war, especially been considering you're a commando based <laughs> yeah. at home. Um, it's not like you've been away in the plane or something. He was, a, he was a method commander. He wouldn't leave the base. <laughs> um, oh, sorry.
0: No, he was in North Africa, wasn't he? And he yeah. destroyed 20 um, German tanks single-handed. That's it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 200. It was a really...
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, Christ, it was 200, wasn't it? With oh a bomb. God. And like, With a what bomb. Yeah, there was a really bomb? clunky bit of exposition on yeah, the was plane at the very yeah. beginning where they're like, he's a war hero, you know? And he's like, oh, yeah, what did you do, war hero? And he's like, well, I, he destroyed two hundred enemy tanks in the desert, and the uh, the Irish chaps like, "How did you do it? How did you do it?" And um, he's like, "With a bomb." And I'm like, "And what kind of bomb, Ed? I what? I I think I think lots we all. And are, lots and I lots speak and for everyone when I say what, what kind of bomb was it? <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: yeah. How did you
0: do this? What? It's fine.
2: I like it's, it was okay. If, if he'd yeah. said if he'd said with bombs or calling bombs, artillery, yeah. okay, it'd be even with funnier with if he'd gone. It wasn't 200, it was more like 20, you know, something yeah, like that. that would have that would have been great. That yeah, would have been good. Have been so good. That,
0: little, that little bit of exposition there was a bit duff. It was um, a bit
2: duff, yeah. But it was all right. But that's,
0: that's probably the worst offence in the whole film. Like, there's not, It no. doesn't have any other lines that just don't make sense, either not like really. contextually no. or militarily. If you compare it to PT-218 yeah, but... again. Drink, everyone. It's, it's like... <laughs> I mean, at least they didn't have a French map showing where they were exactly. Walking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Fuck. you know,
2: it. it yeah, you know, the locations they've chose pass off for for, for Germany and for. Oh yeah, looks quite fine. Well. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. The thing that the yeah. thing that got me was that I think they have maybe set not up... the British church that they go into. Yeah. No, anyway, yeah. So talking about muddled ends, I mean, I think they let their interesting part of the plot go too early with this Soviet mm. snatch squad. That are coming. Yes. In. Yeah. So I, I've i got two things I think that the movie could have done to make that ending less muddled. You could still have the kids in it. You didn't have to write them out. They could have still been in there. They go they should have gone back to the factory. And instead of mm. having this Soviet team killed early, they've already mentioned them at the, you know in the sort of first 20 minutes and odd when they come in. Yeah. Found then, one body perhaps yeah. Then they come in. Then the Soviets are trying to take them out and they're trying to take the Germans out at the same time. So it becomes mm. this Who's going to come out on top? Is it going to be the Soviets, the Germans, or the British? And you could have had a three-way yeah. mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. or you 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 don't you ignore the Soviets again, and you say right, oh we can't get a plane in because how the hell are we going to land a plane in enemy territory? We'll make our way back to a- Allied lines, or they bump into an Allied line or something. It would have been good. Yeah, like I think that's maybe oh, how you could have ended yeah. it. And you still could have had your big set piece battle because you could have had. You know, like a, a, a tank come in at the end and like you know take yeah. on the the werewolf. So they're supposed chasing. to pop
0: the smoke to prevent the bombing and also to call in an evacuation.
2: Yeah, it's a bit much. Or an airlift. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: you're like, oh well, are they going to send a
2: separate plane or is it the bomber is going to pick them up? And yeah, um, it was all a bit yeah. muddled. It was all a bit much at the end. I think you either you either save your chase sequence and your decent firefight for the end. Mm. Um where they you know where they're getting, where they could have got back to the lines or whatever or yeah you because know, I think that middle that middle chase sequence is the strongest set piece and it sort of divulges yeah. into one side pop up and have a few shots, the other side pop up and have a few shots, it becomes a little bit yeah generic Although, firefight. Yeah and and you get that the 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 trope of the
0: um Matt Willis's character the hero being you know killed and you also get you get that a little bit earlier as well with the sniper who's mm. killed as well saving the child and it's kind of like it's a little bit long but it's not long so it just feels yeah. like it's drawn out
2: yeah because the movie overall isn't doesn't feel too long but that end sequence no, no, is it's a bit it's dragged fairly well paced it does drag a bit because you think i've seen all this before that's anything
0: yeah but i will say that the that end um shootout kind of redeems itself a with the panzer shrek that was nice and, yeah which blows up like a, a shipping crate that they're using as cover.
2: I love that truck of cover not doing, like cover doing too much. I love that in film.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, everything they're hiding behind is concealment, not cover, but yes.
2: (laughs) I want someone to make a movie where cover doesn't help. He's hiding behind wood. Shoot the wood, like around him. Like that sort of thing. I'd love someone to make a movie like that. You know, like how in Last Action Hero, where Mm -hmm. when Charles Dance goes into the real world and he shoots his gun in New York City, no one comes and finds him and arrests him but if he does it in the cartoon world he gets jumped on in like 10 seconds i want someone to do that but the war film (laughs) but with cover and like reloading and things like that it'd be great anyway my ramble there what i was going to say was that there's a there's perhaps the only
0: time i've ever seen this done in a film it's a pov shot down on sites
2: yeah that was cool and you
0: get some pov shots with the the snipers scope, scope which is yeah. cool we That's love a pov standard. oh yeah S- uh, um scope shot um perfectly great but then you get from i think it's the 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 antagonist the bad the head bad german chap nazi von sachs von sachs thank you i was really reaching there and he has a k98k and he looks down the the, the sights, and it's <laughs> the film superimposes the sights on it's cool and it looks all right actually it doesn't look wrong it doesn't look janky and i was just like oh wow okay that's mm. i've never seen that before we've definitely seen it done worse in other movies and and that's the shot that you get when he's aiming at willis as he's crawling for the smoke isn't it
2: and it, and it works it's pretty cool yeah i liked it yeah so i think all in all like I, as i said at the start I, I see this as like a you know if you've got wolves of war the commando book this is like that it's like a yeah. boy own victor annual you know it doesn't try and recreate a huge battle with no budget it doesn't try and recreate yeah. a whole campaign with no budget and, and just do a bad job um just men on a mission isn't just it just men on a mission Classic. film yeah, yeah. and it, it's for a video on demand film that you can just enjoy with a couple of beers and some snacks it's quite enjoyable mm-hmm. you know and we hope that you go and watch it because as well yeah again we, as we sometimes say on the show we don't say it enough but we need to support the british film industry as you alluded to earlier they're in that fine tradition of, of B movies,
0: and yeah. you know, there's not
2: it's not always a bad thing. B movies yeah. aren't always that no, they're know, not a bad thing. No, exactly. Me and Matt were, were saying off air like we we think these movies get a bit of short shrift because people think, oh, straight to DVD, uh-huh. look yeah. at it, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> mm. But VOD and straight to DVD is like the driving of, of today. You know, you pay a couple of quid, you see like I don't know Paratroop Command or whatever, <laughs> everyone yeah, goes home yeah. happy. That was Wolves of War. And uh, as I said at the start of the episode, it's on video on demand now. Hopefully by the time you're watching this, you'll be able to get it on DVD as well. So check your local stores for that one. Thanks again to Signature Entertainment for sending us a screener. And we'll be back next week with another war film for your enjoyment. Follow us on the socials. Check out fightingwarfilm.com for all of the back episodes of the show. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.